You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. And the latest article I have up there is a stock watch looking specifically at the rookie running backs. And uh, we're going to kind of expand on that concept here to go around a little bit. Check the rankings through each position, not just the rookies. I go through quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. What is going on here in terms of guys rising and falling? What you need to know as you're resetting, constantly updating your draft cheat sheet for the 2018 fantasy football season. I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, Things have changed, and year by year, players differ, and you have to look at each situation differently and how you break it down. So that's what we're going to help you continue to do here as hopefully you wait to draft until the last possible moment so you have all the injury and position information that you need to uh, dominate your drafts and uh, not make mistakes and uh, that's what we're all focused on here year-long success and so we'll start with the running backs because I wrote about part of it in sporting news and we will look at some veterans as well that we're a little concerned about first guy saquon barkley now that's a rookie i did write about and it would be hard to think his stock can be any higher but we've seen todd Gurley, Le'Veon bell ezekiel and david johnson as the kind of mount rushmore top tier but who's next alvin kamara has some buzz there last year's top rookie with uh, Mark Ingram missing time, but Barkley is going to be the bell cow all season. Kamara is going to split touches there, and the touchdowns not necessarily going to come the same way for Ingram and Kamara. You expect the correction to be where Drew Brees throws in a few more TDs as well. So that could be the difference. It's a small difference, but enough where you might weigh Barkley over Kamara there at that five spot. So Barkley, Solid. I don't think he's any lower than six to me. He's just got so much appeal, so much talent there that there's can't miss written all over him. Jonathan Stewart didn't look like anyone there that we're going to invest in too much. Now, that was one rookie I wrote about. I didn't write about necessarily younger or second-year players. And Jarek McKinnon is a guy that I'm going to knock down stock for. He's 14th right now, but he's got a bit of an injury. Matt Breida, you might want to bump Matt Breida down as well, but I think when Breida is healthy, and which is the case, he avoided a major injury there with his shoulder. He's going to miss some time. They did have to use some insurance on Alfred Morris there because of the Kyle Shanahan connection to his father, Mike. But when you look at uh, Jarek McKinnon, I think Breida is going to have a bigger role than we think. It could be a very much like a Freeman-Coleman situation we had in Atlanta with Shanahan, but there are more and more indications that Breida is going to be a decent part of this offense. Jerick McKinnon, not necessarily built to see a big, big workload there in San Francisco. So as much as they want him to be featured, we've never seen him quite in that role. He had to split with Latavius Murray 
filling in for Dalvin Cook last year. So there's been a lot of hype building over Jarek McKinnon, but I think I'm going to drop him a little bit there. Christian McCaffrey's stock has to be up. You didn't see anything of C.J. Anderson there much in the preseason open. They've hyped up the touches for McCaffrey that they might start thinking of him in power sets. He also doesn't telegraph plays when he's in the game. For Anderson, you know, it was pretty much a power running game. So McCaffrey, we're going to keep bumping up there. Now, on another guy that's kind of falling stock for me is Jay Ajayi. You look at him with the Eagles. He was on my do not draft list that I have up at sportingnews.com and we talked about last week. I just don't completely trust Ajayi being a big, big workload guy with Corey Clement continuing to impress. Darren Sproles still in this mix. Wendell Smallwood, who knows if they're going to give him much there to do, but I just don't see Ajayi having the value where he needs of the passing game and scoring situations to value as that locked-in RB2. I wrote about this guy there, the Broncos' uh, Royce Freeman, and uh, Freeman, he's uh, definitely on the rise here. Very impressive Broncos running back in his rookie debut there. Meanwhile, Rashad Penny for the Seahawks wasn't so good in that preseason opener, so Freeman, I'm bumping up. He's the guy that I'm going to look at now with Darius Geis out for the season with that torn ACL. He's the next rookie I'm looking at after Saquon Barkley is Royce Freeman. I think it's trending that he gets the job over Devontae Booker or Rashad Penny. He's going to have to wait his turn there behind Chris Carson. He also have seizure, Procise, and or J.D. McKissick cutting into the third down work there. Ronald Jones, the two, we don't know what he's going to do in Tampa. Peyton Barber has been declared the starter. Jones didn't have a very good opener. Eight carries, nine yards, and a touchdown. Barber looked much better. We have to see if Jones can cut into the work in the pass game, but they have Charles Sims and Jaquiz Rogers, who've been in Dirk Cutter system before, so one of those guys could play ahead of Jones. So Jones, we have to drop down a little bit going forward. Sticking with the rookie, and rookies are also one of some of the better value picks this year, and uh, we know from last year with uh, Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, they're right there with the pool of veterans. You have to mix them in. There's not too much separation here at this point, and some of these rookies look a lot more impressive. on Johnson, stock is rising for him. He was the most effective Lions running back in the preseason debut against the Raiders. He's bumping them up. He looks pretty solid there that he could see major touches in LeGarrette Blunt, remember, is 32, about to become 33. He is slowing down as a back there. He's limited just to being a power back. Well, Johnson can stay on, be a good receiver as well. So I think he's going to cut in more to Blunt and Theoretic's veteran status than we think early in the season. Those guys are definitely going up. Now I'm going to bump up Jamal Williams as well. It's clear that he's going to have a consistent role here. Aaron Jones is going to have that two-game suspension. Jones has had a hamstring injury. So Jamal Williams going up as a second-year back. Well, I look at Marlon Mack. Just another injury. Can't stay healthy. Had the shoulder. Now is a hamstring. Looks like a mess of committee there with Naeem Hines and Jordan Wilkins and Robert Turbin. Just the Indianapolis backfield looks very avoidable at this point. Now, you have to have a bump up for Chris Thompson as well in Washington. He's ranked now as an RB3, but we know that he's finished as in borderline RB1, even standard leagues, because he scored and did some damage beyond 
being a PPR player last year. That's in terms of points per game. He did have the injury with the leg that cut short his season. That's the only question with him, durability. But can Samaj P. Ryan or Rob Kelly just take a little bit of pressure off him where Thompson can be very effective and be on the field? So I just don't think P. Ryan or Kelly can be trusted much with guys out there. So Thompson, bump him up your board as well. I mentioned uh, a couple guys related to this. You have to bump up Chris Carson with the situation with the penny. You got to bring down Devontae Booker. He's not even a draftable option to me behind Freeman at this point. Corey Clement goes up here. Samaj Pirine as well with the guys. Peyton Barber as a RB three or four you have to look at as well. They're on the rise because he's a clear-cut starter to begin the season there in Tampa Bay. So whatever that's worth, that's what you're looking for, is someone that can give you some value early. And Barber is going to do that. So if you need to play someone early and you want to take a upside guy ahead of Barber, say Jones, but you want to have some guy that can produce for you in the meantime, Peyton Barber is on the rise there as the Bucks had declared him the starter. And I don't see that changing necessarily unless Ronald Jones gets the pass protection and passing game elements of his game down there correctly. And one situation we're also looking at is uh, Houston. I think you have to keep putting Dante Foreman down on your list. Alfred Blue has passed him. Now Foreman's not healthy. Lamar Miller is still the man there. Lamar Miller is still underrated a little bit up at the top, but Foreman, you have to fade hard to maybe a do-not-draft status there. We're talking a lot about running backs. We know running backs put people in the seats with their exciting action, and I love going to see these guys play whenever they get the ball, watching them run. And the best way to get your seats to any NFL game with the action revving up for real here is by going through vivid seats. Don't sit around just watching your home team on TV when you can be at the stadium in the crowd cheering in person thanks to vivid seats. And the best thing about vivid seats is they're offering locked on fancy football listeners 10% off their first ticket order when you use our exclusive promo code locked on. That's one word locked on all caps. New customers only, and the offer is good through the end of August. So regular season tickets are available now. Plenty of seats there. Get them while they're hot and before they're gone because you never know. Your team could be that next surprise team like the Eagles, and you want to be there for the stretch action as it makes that playoff push. And this is the time to get in on the action now at Vivid Seats. So go to VividSeats.com or download the app and enter promo code Locked On for 10% off your first order. The offseason note is over. The NFL is back and Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game in style with the best possible seats in the house. Let's continue now our look at the stock watch across positions. We went through the running backs. Now it's time to look at the quarterbacks and the, the latest news related to that coming out of the preseason, out of uh, training camp, as training camp ends, technically transitions to more regular in-season type practices of the facility. The guys we start with are Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz. Deshaun Watson, you got to bump up. He did play in the game, the preseason opener for the Texans. That's enough for us. He's healthy. He's moving around well. 
we're bumping him up. He's entrenched there as a top six quarterback in fantasy football. When you look at uh, Cam Newton, as well with the running, with his weapons, things have gone up. So Newton and Watson, to me, are having a lot more appeal that can actually rival what we think we're going to get from Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. That's how much we trust in their running and some of their weapons this season. Now Carson Wentz is still ranked pretty high, 7th, going an average of 680p. But he admitted that he may not be ready with his knee injury to go in week one. And you miss one week, it's okay. But then if you're limited and you have to miss two or three weeks and he's not 100% and the Eagles don't want to rush him and Nick Foles is there, this could develop in a situation where you're using a high pick on Wentz and not getting much return there. So Carson Wentz definitely has to be bumped down in stock and maybe take him off your board if uh, you've got some better alternatives and lining him up well quarterback. Now, Andrew Luck has to be up as well here. Looked healthy. They're trying to have him get rid of the ball more frequently. Uh, You have some decent weapons there at tight end. One of his favorite spots to throw to, Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle. That's going to help as they're sorting out the receiving core. Pretty new there, trying to figure things out behind T.Y. Hilton. So Andrew Luck looking better Less of a flyer, maybe some guy you can settle into what his previous value was there as a back-end QB, too. Now, Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to bring down a little bit. I just don't trust him to be as efficient as he needs to be and match those big plays. There, he's just looked a little shaky. He's going to take some chances, but I think you could see, like, one of those lines where you go, like, 21 touchdowns but like, 17 interceptions. And to me, there's just too many good values to invest in the 15th overall QB selection on Patrick Mahomes. I can go a lot of directions there. Marcus Mariota is one of those guys that's up, looked fantastic there in the short stint with Matt LaFleur. So I'm definitely looking at him more and more in fantasy. I think Alex Smith, you have to bump up a little bit. He's pretty low right now, so he can only go up at this point. He's 20th in ADP. Look, decent weapons all around in fantasy. I think he might actually be a better fantasy quarterback than a reality quarterback. In Washington, they're going to put the ball up a little bit more forced to with Chris Thompson probably taking over more of the key running back roles as a third down guy with Geis out. You have Paul Richardson's having a good camp there. So some things that are going up with Smith. And I'm looking at Mariota and Smith, respectively, better than Mahomes and Goff, who are ranked uh, consistently ahead of them in fantasy. I'm also giving a bump up to Blake Bortles. Bortles, you look at the weapons, they're starting to line up pretty well there. D.D. Westbrook, Dante Moncrief, you've got uh, Marquise Lee is a good versatile number one if you can stay healthy. Decent receiving back there, T.J. Yeldon. And you got a new tight end in Austin Safarian Jenkins. So if you go deeper, you've got some guys that did some things for him last year. Keelan Cole, you have uh, the option out at rookie wide receiver DJ Chark. So some options there for Bortles, and he's bumped up. Now one guy I'm very down on here is Mitchell Trubisky. There's just been a lot of uh, things with Trubisky and uh, unevenness in camp. That was the report, that he's just not being very consistent there at all. And uh, that's not good news. I don't think he's a quarterback you need to reach for. He's going lower and lower drafts. He's ranked 22nd, but going 26th. Bortles going behind him, which makes no sense. I think Bortles should be ranked ahead of him, which he is in the consensus rankings, 21-ish. 
but he needs to go a lot higher than his 29 because there's guys that I like less than Bortles, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, even Smith I mentioned. Bortles I might be looking at after Mariota in a good situation there. Now, Eli Manning, I don't know how you cannot bump up a stock. It's pretty low at the 27th ADP, but he's having a lot of uh, guys in his favor with key receivers, Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley, Ingram, Evan Ingram. Somebody's got to get the fantasy points out of those guys' production. Eli Manning is the keys to that offense at this very moment. Now, Tyrod Taylor, I'm bumping up as well. He looked outstanding in the Cleveland opener there, holding off Baker Mayfield. He has to keep playing well to keep his job. So Tyrod Taylor should be more in a solid QB2 conversation instead of well out of it at this point, ranked 27th. Ryan Tannehill, I'm down on. Devontae Parker's not looking very good. Mike Gesicki is trying to figure things out as the rookie tight end. You could have a lot of Kenny Stills. You're figuring out what Danny Amendola and Albert Wilson are going to bring versus what Jarvis Landry did. So just a lot of question marks. Tannehill is going off my board. Now, Joe Flacco has got to be improving on boards as well. Is a sneaky guy late. It's hard to believe that we're talking about Eli Manning and Joe Flacco. But when you look at uh, Flacco, the thing that stands out is the new receiving core. Michael Crabtree, John Brown, have some Willie Sneed in there, Hayden Hurst at tight end, a decent receiving back that carries over in Buck Allen. So, again, you point, you look around the weapons. If they're going to have some decent production of those positions, it's got to come back to the quarterback a little. So Joe Flacco... Two quarterback leagues, guys like Joe Flacco, Tyrod Taylor, having more and more value for Eli Manning as well. So that is kind of the rookie look there at uh, what the quarterbacks are doing. You have to always kind of approach it. If you're new to the two-quarterback game, you have to keep all these guys in mind when you're making out your draft chart. Now, let's uh, talk about tight ends here. And we, again, it's a shorter position, so we don't have as many guys to talk about. I would say on the downside, I'm going to start looking at Greg Olson because you have Ian Thomas, the rookie there they drafted. He's been very good in camp. The reports are Olson is getting older. He, he's coming off a major injury. Could be slowing down a little bit. Could be more some splits with Ian Thomas. So Greg Olson... I'm bumping down for that reason. Jimmy Graham, just the age, and I don't think he's going to duplicate the touchdown. So these are the number four and five guys in uh, fantasy football right now, ranked at tight end. But I look at the guys behind him, I'd rather have Evan Ingram and Delaney Walker. They're Ingram in a big-time offense that has weapons where things are going to open up in the middle of the field for him with Barkley and Beckham. You have Delaney Walker, still reliable as ever. Tennessee, the passing game is going to be better there. You have Matt LaFleur who's going to make good use of Walker's versatile talents there for Marcus Marietta. Kyle Rudolph, I think you're going to see a lot of downfield passing, so I'm going to bump him down a little bit. You look at uh, Kyle Rudolph in that offense versus Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Rudolph is pretty much a TD-dependent player. I think it's going to be more so than ever with Cousins, especially when you factor in Dalvin Cook in the mix and maybe Laquan Treadwell having an actually decent role this year. Trey Burton, I'm going to start to bump down as well. You've got uh, Adam Shaheen getting a lot of attention from Matt Nagy. 
could have some uh, two tight end sets, so more even than you think a tight end between Burton and Shaheen. Same thing with Jack Doyle, that split with Eric Ebron. It's not just a guaranteed starting spot, so it's really hard to look at both of those guys it's, as tight end ones where they're ranked at this point. A guy that I'm going to circle as a tight end one for sure and climbing up the charts quickly is David Njoku. He had two touchdowns in that preseason game, so... I really like Njoku, just a special talent, first-rounder. He wasn't that for nothing. So big-time effort there and uh, going with him. And George Kittle, we have to just bump up a little bit in relation to Njoku, another second-year tight end I like. But the injury there with the shoulder, a little bit of a concern. He was banged up a lot his rookie year, so he's starting to develop this uh, reputation of not being so durable. And so that's something you should consider. So... If you have to split airs between Njoku and Kittle, definitely go to Njoku. Maybe look at another second-year tight end as well in uh, O.J. Howard, even with the split with Cameron Brait. Kittle, there's Garrett Selleck there. So something, what happened to Kittle, and it lingers that they, the 49ers can check off there and uh, find an option. Now, I'm pleased to announce that we have an exciting twist to Locked On NFL. Locked On NFL has become... Locked on NFL of experts. That's right. Matt Williamson, already a great scouting mind, has a brand new lineup to help him bring you the best daily NFL insight and content. Every Monday will be locked on local experts on the biggest stories. Then Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus will join every Wednesday. And ESPN's Mike Sando joins on Thursday. So be sure to follow Locked on NFL on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts to get this Amazing show, one of the best sister shows here on the Locked On NFL Network. Now, let's close the show here looking at the wide receivers, a position that we totally want to uh, check out because there's been a lot of happenings here of late. Now, when we start to look at the wide receivers, uh, and the stock here, I think you have to start with Mike Evans. The stock is going down for me as the questions with the quarterback are there with uh, Jameis Winston having the four-game suspension. I, I don't see him as high as some of these guys that are going behind him. I like Stefan Diggs. I like T.Y. Hilton a little bit more. They're going behind him. So a mild drop for me for Mike Evans. Tyreek Hill is another guy I'm going to slide a little bit. I know he's been in camp sounding like the most targeted guy there but that doesn't mean necessarily the production is going to be there the touchdowns are going to be there Alex Smith was efficient in getting the ball to him I think Mahomes is going to be less efficient there so Tyreek Hill and bumping down by natural order of things Sammy Watkins was signed he's going to be involved in this offense Travis Kelsey Kareem Hunt so Hill is not going to have that same rate of success to me and I'm going to keep uh, bumping down he's actually going up in drafts ADP is up at number 10, ranked number 14, but I think he's a guy that I'm going away from a little bit as well. Now, I have to put Alshon Jeffrey on the way down. This injury looks legitimate here. He's ranked 21 still, going at 24, but the shoulder injury that uh, could keep him on pup, definitely a concern uh, there for the start of the Eagles season. I'm looking at uh, Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry next. Got to bump up Jarvis Landry here. They're now pulling even in the rankings 
24 and 25 for Gordon Landry, but the concern remains with Gordon. What's going on with him? We we get a little bit more clarity. We can bump up Gordon significantly here into that top 12, top 15 range. But at this point with Gordon, you have to slide him down a little bit while you have to bump up Landry as the guy that's there active and doing some good things there for the Browns. Now, another guy I'm going to keep bumping up here is Chris Hogan. The Patriots receiving situation continues to be work in progress in Max. There's no more uh, Jordan Matthews or Malcolm Mitchell. Kenny Britt is on the brink of being cut. You're looking at maybe Kenny Philip Dorsett or Eric Decker is your next best off. And Hogan is going to be trusted a lot by Tom Brady and has to be bumped up in the rankings. Corey Davis continued to bump up. Same thing with the Titans passing game. Weapons, everyone there with Matt LaFleur is going to get a bump. And Davis still love what he can do there in that offense. Now, we've seen another guy continue to rise here is Marquise Goodwin. He's locked in as the number one there. 35, again, still pretty low. Average 36, so ADP going at the end of wide receiver three. He needs to keep going up the charts. One guy that I'm definitely taking down is Devontae Parker. Just looks lost in the Dolphins' offense. Not very productive. He Now he has more injuries, so Devontae Parker continues to go down. Now, Nelson Aguilar, he's got his own issue that's kept him out a few days of camp, but with Alshon Jeffrey struggling there, Aguilar has to be a bump because he's going to be a key target for either Carson Wentz or Nick Foles there early in the season, so keep going up with him. I'm also bumping up the value of Kelvin Benjamin. He looked legitimately good there as the Bills, number one, with no Zay Jones in action in the preseason opener. So more of a Kelvin Benjamin. And the touchdown is upside is always there with Benjamin, no matter who's there at quarterback. With Buffalo, we saw him score against his old team, Carolina. Benjamin could have a nice rebound year there for sure. Speaking of Benjamin, the guy that the Panthers drafted in the first round to kind of replace what they lost in him is DJ Moore. I'm bumping him up more and more with uh, what he's done in this offense. I think he's going to be a legitimate starter. And I don't think there's too much separation with between him and Devin Funches on who's the number one. I get it. Funches is the guy with the catch radius and the so-called X receiver outside, but Moore is the big play guy that I'm looking at more and more. Now, Mike Williams is a guy that I continue to bump up here. He's going to be a big part of this uh, Chargers offense there to make up for the red zone loss of Hunter Henry. I think the one thing that could bump him down is the team does send Antonio Gates, so we're going to watch that. But uh, Mike Williams definitely on the rise there. I have to also put uh, Paul Richardson on the rise for the Redskins. You look at Paul Richardson, uh, signed him from Seattle. Jamison Crowder there looks like the safety valve underneath guy there with Jordan Reed. But Richardson versus uh, Josh Doxson, I'm going with Richardson all the way there. Michael Gallup, a rookie that's jumping up here. And right in between two second guys are second-year guys I like, and Chris Godwin and D.D. Westbrook. So these guys are creeping into the conversation as wide receiver threes. Right now they're going way down as wide receiver fives. They should at least be wide receiver fours with upside and maybe borderline threes at this point. That's Godwin, Galp, and Dede Westbrook. And 
I'll close talking about a couple speedsters as you go a little deeper. One is going down, John Ross. He was handed the job there, Brandon LaFell being uh, cut, but he didn't look good at all in the opener, and uh, the quarterback situation is going to limit him. Well, John Brown, Joe Flacco we bumped up. John Brown is looking legitimately like a big play threat for the Ravens. So when you look at Michael Crabtree and Hurst and Brown and Flacco, things are pretty looking pretty good. And Flacco likes to get the ball downfield. John Brown can play a little inside if needed. If Willie Sneed is not going to be as big a factor. So John Brown, again, on the way up with John Ross on the way down. So there you have it. There's a comprehensive uh, stock watch uh, going into week two of the NFL preseason around positions, uh, running backs, quarterbacks, tight ends, and wide receivers. So hope that helps you with their recent tweaks to the board and uh, we'll continue to stay on track here with the draft strategies the player values as we go forward and uh, go more in depth and look position by position to get you through and dominate your fantasy football drafts for locked on fantasy football this has been Vinny Iyer we'll see you next time